Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. I uh, I just started. Normally, you know, I prepare myself a little bit. Like, I'll get to the Toyota Prius recording studio, and I will take off my jacket, you know, or a sweater like I'm wearing right now to get comfortable. Because as the podcast goes on, the car starts to heat up. You know, so I never want to have on layers. But I'm rushing this one. I'm just sitting here uncomfortable in my sweater. I grabbed the recorder, my Zoom H6, and I just pressed record. No idea where I'm going. Don't know what I'm going to say. You see, I have laundry. I have laundry, and I don't know about you guys, but laundry stresses me out. It's like I just think about it. It's like, okay, I'll do laundry later today. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. And I think about it too much. And I live in an apartment building. So, you know... It matters when you time it. Like, it, we're going on a trip to fucking Argentina. 15 hours. I'll get into that in a second. But I, t- but so I'm trying to do laundry. We're leaving on Thursday. It is Monday. And uh, I we have friends coming over tomorrow. Yes, I have friends. And they're coming over tomorrow. So I know I'm not going to want to do laundry, you know, when they're there. That seems weird. Hey, guys, are you enjoying your dinner? Just a sec. I'll be right back. Got to switch over some laundry downstairs. You know, that seems weird. I'm not saying I haven't done it. I'm just saying it's weird. So I'm doing it tonight. But all right, I started the wash. Now, as most of you know, you have to dry your clothes after you wash them. You know, you don't just throw them in the wash and just take them out. You know, it's not the 1800s. We're not just hanging them outside on a line. And, you know, we used to do that in Newfoundland. Not the 1800s. But your clothes, it's it keeps them longer. You know, you hang them out in the sunshine. But in the wintertime, we used a dryer. We're not savages. It was so weird always to see your underwear hanging out there. Much weirder to see your dad's underwear. You know, because dad would always have the tidy whities But for some reason, they were blue. I don't know if if you have that anymore. Do people have blue tidy whiteies? The gays do. I'm sure the gay community has all manner of underwear. But let's talk about the heteros just for a second. The, what is the fucking term these days? Cis-hetero. Cis-hetero. Am I getting that right? This is the what you have to say now if you're writing things because, you know, if you're cisgendered, and I'm, I'm not trying to be ignorant here, okay? I'm literally trying my best to get the right terminology. Um, cis, cisgender means you're, that's the, the natural, natural state. I've already, I'm already in trouble. I just said heterosexuality is the natural state, and I'm sure uh, that's wrong. I'll get letters and, and, and Twitter wars over this. Um, it, it's what people traditionally think of. Is, is that okay when they talk about uh, gender? That uh, heterosexual person, someone who is a man, he has male parts, he identifies as a man, and he wants to have sex with ladies who identify as ladies and have lady parts. That's a cis-heterosexual. I don't know what the other terms are called, but I know that one, because it applies to me. So I learned the one that applies to me. So like I said, I'm sure the gays have all kinds... I just moved my recorder. Did I fuck up the whole thing? No, I think we're still on. I'm sure the gays have all 
all manner of of delightful underwear. But in the heterosexual community, I mean, you just know the tidy whities and then like boxer shorts. Boxer shorts come in all kinds of flavors these days. You know, you got uh, the MeUndies people. My wife got me a subscription to MeUndies. They don't sponsor this podcast. A lot of times you hear MeUndies on a podcast because they sponsor it. Nobody gives a shit about me. All right? I would take their sponsorship and I would, I'd fucking, I'd tell you guys all kinds of lies about them if they wanted me to. It's like, hey, hey, MeUndies gives you superpowers. You know, MeUndies stops global warming. You know, MeUndies creates equality for all the genders. I would say any of those things if they wrote it in the copy. But they didn't because they didn't write me at all. Yeah, I just remember dad's old blue. Like, you know, that the type of blue cop, like cop uniform, like the shirts that cops wear, the light, that, that powdered blue. Is that what you call it? And, um, yeah, I remember, like, I, I have so few memories of my childhood, but my dad's underwear hanging out on the line, drying in the afternoon. I remember, because it, it embarrassed me. That's what I remember. I, I don't, are you guys the same? All I remember of my life is the embarrassing moments. So when people say, hey, do you remember this thing that you did? I'm like, well, it depends. Was it good? Then no. I have no recollection of anything positive. And what does that say about me? Which leads me to another point. Oh, right. First, I'll finish about the laundry. And then then I'll go back on this crazy tangent. So I'm doing the laundry. I'm doing the wash. And I'm, I'm waiting to do the dry. So I'm doing the podcast in between. But the podcast is normally like 45 minutes. The washing is going to take like 35 minutes, which means there's going to be this area of 10 to 15 minutes before I can get back there where the wet clothes will not have someone retrieving them. And the laundry room is full. Like I said, I didn't want to do it on a Monday night, but I got to leave on fucking Thursday. Monday night's a big night to do laundry, in case you guys don't know. If you're, if, you li- if you're planning to live in an apartment building, Monday night, see, nobody wants to do the laundry on the weekend, you know, because they figure the laundry room's all crowded on the weekend, and they're right. But, so, that, so a lot of people leave it and go, I'll do it Monday night after work. And, uh, you know, it gets fucking crowded. Now, I like, so I like to wait until like 9 p.m., because, you know, all the regulars, all the normal people out there who have jobs, you know, they don't want to be doing their laundry in the middle of the night. But that's what I do. I don't have the option anymore. I, I'm raising a child. A little 15-month-old bastard that we have to take on a 15-hour flight to Argentina like a bunch of idiots. Oh, my God, it's going to be such a disaster. So what was I what was I talking about? I said I'd get back on that tangent about the embarrassing things and the oh I got it, guys. I'm as surprised as you that I remembered where I was going with this. But stress, man. All I remember is is the embarrassing moments, the humiliating moments. And I'll tell you what, I've been looking into my bone disorder. For those of you who haven't been following the podcast, here's all you have to know. I'm a comedian. I record this out of my car. Number three, my bones are disintegrating. That's it. That's all you got to know about me. You're caught up. So 
Bones disintegrating. Can't find the cause. Endocrinologist looking. Geneticist looking. Family doctor looking. We've looked all over the place. There is no cause that they can find right now. I did a, I did another DEXA scan, another bone density scan today. And the girl's like, oh, I can't tell you your results. You have to wait for the doctor to tell you in a couple of days. But I'm like, look, lady, I know what the fucking results are. They're the same or worse than last time. You know, because basically I've been taking phosphorus pills, but I've seen my blood work because they send me my blood work on, well, online. I can look up my blood work. And the amount of phosphorus I am peeing out Peeing. That doesn't sound like a word a man should say. Not a cisgendered man. He should he should be saying piss. So the phosphorus I am taking in, I am pissing out the equivalent to the amount I'm taking in. I'm not absorbing any more phosphorus. So my doctor's theory that perhaps I need more phosphorus doesn't look like it's panning out. Because my body's like, no, listen, we're topped up on phosphorus. We're, we're not going to absorb any more. So um, since that's the only adjustment I have made in the last year was to take phosphorus supplements, and if I've pissed out every bit of that phosphorus supplement, how in God's name could my bones be better? There's a, there's a Brian Regan joke, uh, wonderful comedian Brian Regan. Uh, so far, hasn't been accused. Accused of sexual misconduct. So, uh, fingers crossed, guys. He is a man in the world. So, fingers crossed. But Mr. Brian Regan has a, a joke about how uh, he goes to his doctor and uh, and he said, Yeah, doc, I I'll, uh, I still have high cholesterol. And the doctor's like, Oh, yeah? What uh, what makes you think that? So, said, Ah, well, you know, I, I had high cholesterol last year and uh, didn't do anything different. So, it's probably going to be uh, high again, you know? It's a, there's more to the joke than that, but you know, you get the gist and that's sort of what the case is. Now I did do one thing. I had, I had phosphorus, but I'm not, I'm not absorbing it. So, you know, of course my bones are going to be shit. So this leads me to the, the thing about stress. I've been looking it up. You can, if you have excessive amounts of stress, releasing too much cortisol, then you can, uh, you know, you're going to really lose a lot of bone density. It's it's usually related to a calcium deficiency, though. Like they say, you can't absorb your calcium if you're stressed, if the cortisol's going in there. And my calcium seems to be fine. So I don't fucking know, you know? But then it, it, it just, this thought occurred to me. Because I get, look, guys, I'll tell you straight up. I'm not one of these, these alpha male dickheads who walks around. He's like, yeah, everything, I'm awesome all the time. Everything's amazing. You know, like I hear a lot of uh, comedians, they'll talk about how they hate how, you know, um, certain guys are so confident on stage. You're like, oh, guys, guys aren't. It, I've heard this from women. I hesitated saying women because, you know, this political climate these days. It's just I'm not saying anything bad about women in this. <laughs> I will preface that by saying Preface what I'm about to say by saying that uh, I'm not going to say anything about women. I love women. They're the best. Totally equal in every way, shape, or form to men. But I've heard female comics say on stage that uh, they wish they were a male comic because male comics are always so confident. And they just strut around up on stage. And, you know, they're always so sure of themselves. And they never doubt it. And, it's like, and I'm like, well, lady, who the fuck are you talking about? Because it's not me. I'll tell you that much. 
You know, I and, and but maybe. But the thing is, the women who are saying that to me, they look confident. Anybody who is giving, you know, anyone who's doing stand-up comedy professionally, they look confident on stage. How can they not? Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing it professionally. They'd be like, oh, that person looks way too nervous to do comedy. So for the women that, that were saying this, there was like two or three, um, I remember, in Toronto. And then there was that, what's her name? Eliza Schlesinger. I heard her say it. Uh on last comic standing or something like that. And uh but the the women who are saying it, they are being super confident when they're talking about this shit. I'm like, I could say the same thing about you. You look really confident and I'm not confident. You know, it's just but that's the thing, right? Grass is always greener. Everybody thinks the other people have got their shit together and they're and this isn't about a man and a woman thing. And I kinda wish I hadn't brought it up at all. At this point, but guys, I got laundry to change over. I can't start the podcast again. We just gotta, we gotta hammer right through. I'm just saying that you you see someone up there on stage, or let's say in life, let's say next to you in the cubicle, it's like, oh, Stacy always seems like she's got her shit together. She's never down on herself, doubting her sales numbers. Yeah, maybe she is. All right. So anyway, like I said, I'm not this alpha male comic who's gonna gonna sit around talking about how awesome he is all the time and how nothing bothers him i tell you guys frankly and bluntly and annoyingly that i am awfully nervous i have major stage fright always did and and then and then if the set if i don't get a standing ovation i basically hate myself you know for until the next show that I don't get a standing ovation and I hate myself just a little bit more. And then once in a while, the show will go extremely well and then I'll feel all is right with the world, you know? I shouldn't say once in a while. Shows do go well. Otherwise, you know, people wouldn't be hiring me to do things. But, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. You know, I'm not, I'm just not one of those people. So I will tell you, I get stressed, man, I get stressed when I have a show. I get I get the poos. You know, that also doesn't sound like something a cisgendered man should say. This it, am I wrong? If if the term if I'm if I'm saying that term right, I'm a I'm a cis heterosexual, that that doesn't sound right. If I'm talking about being a cisgendered man, shouldn't it be like a like a gruff term? I'm a gruff that's a good one. I'm a gruff gendered man. Sis kind of, you know, sis, sister, sissy, right? Am I right? I think I'm right. It just that it just doesn't sound like the right term to me. But I'm sure it's based in science, science that I haven't looked up, like systematic, systematic something or other. So I get stressed. And the thought occurred to me, since we can't find the reason my bones are falling out of my body. What if I get so stressed that the, the fact of the matter is that perhaps stand-up is literally killing me? You know, that doesn't... What if that's the case? The, the only thing I am, the only thing I value... I mean, I know I shouldn't value it so highly. I should be trying to help the world. I should be, you know, doctors without borders or charity work or something. But I'm like, no, I want people to think I tell the best poo jokes in the world. 
for whatever reason it's important to me and it's all I am. It feels like that's me to my core. Like I've done I've done other things. Shot independent movies, I write things, you know, I wanted to act for a while, but like through it all, the only thing, the only line that the thread that has run through my life is stand up. And as you get older and all that other stuff seems like nonsense, you know, like pretending for a living. No offense, actors, but that's sometimes, you know, and great actors. I'm sure there's more to it than that, you know, but I just I never liked the audition process. I never liked the whole meat market that it is, you know, it's just, oh, do you have the right look? I think I told the story before I went in for an audition one time and a guy said, hold up your hands, turn your hands over. Okay, thank you. I was like, what the fuck was that? I had to, and then that was it. I walked out and I remember going, oh, 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 what, what, what? Did they just, and they, they have in audition rooms, if you don't know, they, they have a cameraman. Uh, he's, he's there or a camera woman, you know, of, 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 or any gender. There is no rules. You're allowed to have, you're allowed to be whatever you want to be behind that camera. So they have a human behind, a, a human, is that okay? A human. They have a, a sentient being. Behind the camera, and uh, they're filming you. And so when you hear, take, show me your hands, flip your hands over, thank you. I'm like, that sounds like a fetish website. Am I on like beatofftomyhands.com, which is probably a real website? Go, go ahead and look it up. I'm not gonna, because I think my wife, you know, uses my computer every now and then. So I don't wanna, I wanna write that into the old URL bar. And I know I could clear my history, but I'm a little too lazy. Guys, I'm almost 40. All right? So what if stand-up is killing me? Then I tell you what, you just, maybe you just gotta, maybe you gotta quit, you know? But I, I didn't, my, my, my thought was, no, just get less stressed. But that's easier said than done, man. It's like telling someone that, you know, is a, not a confident flyer, you know, hey, just don't have a panic attack up there uh, 30,000 feet in the air, bud. No problem. Which reminds me, I'm going on a 15-hour flight to Argentina, and I'm not a good flyer. And I got to try to stay calm, because I have a 15-month-old baby who's probably going to be like, hey, why's dad freaking out? Should I freak out? Let's freak out. You know, see, this is my life. I get stressed. I'm trying to calm down, apparently. The only ways to reduce cortisol, besides medication, uh, is, and I'll take that medication if it doesn't have a lot of side effects. I'll tell you what, if it reduced my cortisol, oh, that'd be fantastic. But it's, uh, it, you meditate. Uh, I was just wondering, that's why I hesitated because I was like, did I say med medication or meditation for the last one? So you can take medication. Let's just, in case I didn't, because I'm not starting this podcast over again. I got laundry. In. You, um, you can take medication, apparently. I don't know about the meds, what kind of side effects they have. Or you can meditate. You know, oh, I'm sure some friggin' yoga hippie has got some kind of inspirational poster. Meditate. Don't medicate. Absolutely. I am sure of it. As I said it, I know that that's probably one of the most hacky, um, you know, whatever you call them, inspirational things out there. You know, where like a cat... You know, sitting in in some kind of uh, pose. I was trying to think of some yoga term. I couldn't think of one simple yoga term. 
something pose? I don't fucking who cares? Guys, Jesus Christ, I'm not we got we gotta muscle through. I got I gotta go change over some fucking laundry. What's it talking about? Talking about stress. All right. So, man, I am scatterbrained. But, like, I have been, and I'll get back to the stress in a second. I, my sleep hasn't been great because the baby's been sleeping in our room because my wife's mother was here. And she's gone now, and that's good. Not because we don't like old Babs. Old Barbara, she's, she's best kind, you know, as we'd say in Newfoundland. Nice lady. Does her best to help out. It's just it's someone else in the apartment. And, yes, an apartment, you know. You, you picked that up from me saying it like 10 times already. So I'm in an apartment building and we have two bedrooms, which is not bad to have two bedrooms in the apartment. But we have to move the baby over in our room. So all babs that she can sleep in the spare bedroom. The spare bedroom is no longer a spare bedroom. It's a child's bedroom. So he we bring him in with the travel crib and he sleeps in our room, but he's 15 months old. So he's got a bit of separation anxiety. So, uh. He, when he knows we're in the room, he wants to be with us. But he also won't sleep in a bed with us. We tried that once or twice. He'll just roll around laughing and talking and stroking your face and going, Papa, Papa, which is adorable. Guys, I grant you, that is the sweetest thing of all time, to wake up with a baby sitting next to you, stroking your chin, going, Papa, very very heartwarming, but not good when you need sleep. So we try to put him separately in the travel crib. And when and, and it goes fine until he wakes up. You know, he has like a little sleep transition. And he wakes up and he goes, mom, mom. And he starts calling for his mom. And uh, then all hell breaks loose. So he's been doing that all week long with his grandmother staying in our apartment. And, uh... I tell you, it's been rough. As you can tell from this disjointed, probably awful podcast, I don't know what's going on. All right? So back to the stress. You can meditate, not medicate. You can exercise, which I don't do because I have a baby. Now, my wife goes to work all day, and so I'm with the baby. Occasionally, I do squats, though. I hold the baby, and I do squats, and then I do some push-ups, and he finds it hilarious, which is great. Then he does his own squats. He will. He, he can do way more than me. He just laughs, and he goes up, down, up, down. Now he says those two words when he does his squats, and uh, it's great because I was originally just, originally just doing them to try to, you know, get some exercise in. Lo and behold... It has turned my baby into a more active baby who likes the prospect of exercising, I think. I stumbled onto it, guys. What a terrific parent I turned out to be by accident. Any hoozles, you can exercise and you can meditate. And I don't do either of those two things. And I, I want to and I should. But, you know, part of me is also I want my endocrinologist to test my cortisol levels before I fix them. Do you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? It's just like, let's say I do a bunch of meditating and a bunch of exercising and my cortisol levels are just slightly higher than what you'd expect them to be. 
then she'd be like, oh, it can't be your cortisol. Like, these are fine. Not realizing I had made a yeoman's effort, you know, and I and I had dropped my stress level down so much that now it was only a little bit high. But then once I stopped doing those things diligently, which I, of course, will stop doing, my stress level again goes through the roof and my bones fall out of my body. So I just kind of want her to test it. But my wife's like, yeah, but you got to take care of yourself. You, we may never cure this, is what she said. And she's right. Jesus Christ. One of my friends, uh, he's, he's like a year younger than me, 38. And um, he's doing jujitsu now. He's, uh, he's a comedian. Does very well here in Canada. And... He just, he wanted to get into something, you know, and he wants to teach his kid how to fight and shit like that. And I tell you, I was so envious. Is it, I, I doubt I would have gotten in jiu-jitsu, but I did Aikido. I did like six, seven years of Aikido. I used to work out a lot, lift heavy weights. And now I'm just like, uh, just trying not to be a fucking Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, you know? It just, that, uh, that annoys me. Oh, I'm shorter. Got, uh... Got the old results today from, she wouldn't tell me my bone density, the technician, but she did tell me my, my height, and I am, uh, I'm a centimeter shorter than I was last time when I was here. So, uh, and, and so well, my original height, guys, was 5'10". I don't know what that is in metric, some kind of centimeters, but I was 5'10". Um originally, before my bones started disappearing. And then last year, she checked me, and I was not even 5'9", I don't think. I've shrunk that much. And then now I'm a bit shorter yet again. So the idea that I'm going to go in Wednesday to my endocrinologist and be like, hey, looks like everything's going great. Your bones are firming up. That's not going to happen. Plus, I can feel it. I can fucking feel Let's not, look, guys, let's not dwell on it. Let's not get depressed, you know? And the truth is, there's nothing to be depressed about. As long as I don't fall, everything should be fine. That's the thing about osteoporosis. Old people's bones are thin, right? And not every old person breaks their shit all the time. It's just whoever falls. So that's another reason you should be exercising. You want to keep supple. You want to keep your balance. You want to, and if you do fall, you want to have your muscles and shit to be able to break your fall. It'll be fine. Guys, come on. My my doctors are working hard. They'll figure it out. And even if they don't, I'll just be careful. Right? Sure, I can't enter jujitsu contests, but who wants to do that besides my crazy friend? Who wants to do that anyway? Glad the mother-in-law is gone. Like I said, not because she's a bad person. It's just, you know what it was doing? It was putting a lot of pressure on us to move. And um, as longtime listeners of the podcast know, we've been looking at the housing market. And if you're not from Canada, Google Toronto housing bubble and you will see that it is sheer lunacy here where I live. In Canada in general, the entire country is technically in a housing bubble, but nothing compared to Toronto and uh, Vancouver. Those two places. Oh, Jesus there is uh, no buying a house in either of those two spots. But we feel like we need more space. And so so when 
my mother-in-law is here. You know, she, at one point, because my wife was getting so little sleep that all Babs, she says, I'm going to sleep on the couch in the living room. And then the baby can have his room back and you guys can sleep in your room and you won't disturb each other. And uh, we did that for like five days. And uh, it was working great until old Babs had to be like, oh, I'm not sleeping. Because of course not. She's out in the living room on the couch and we have a cat and the cat is jumping on her head. I'm like, is the cat waking up? She's like, no. And you can see the bags under old Babs' eyes. She's like, oh. Jesus, I'm tired. So we were like, ah, you got to go back in the baby's room. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with it. And so we had five, like five days of great sleep, relatively speaking. It's still a baby, still getting you up at 6 a.m., you know, waking up maybe once in the night. But um, those were glorious five days. And uh, I mean, tonight, I just, I can't tell you. It's the little things in life. You know, sometimes the little things. Like, the fact that Barbara's not here and I could just go into my bedroom and make some noise before I go to bed, you know, fart. I can fart before I get into bed. My wife might not appreciate it, but at least it won't cause a baby to scream hysterically. He's such a light sleeper. Like we sneak in like fucking ninjas. It's, it's remarkable how quiet me and my wife can be. Just shocking. Because if you make a fucking sound, if your foot scuffs the hardwood floor, that baby is up for the rest of the night. Jesus Christ, he's got supersonic hearing. Like, we have a, we have a white noise machine in the room, drowning out pretty much everything, and he still doesn't care. He's like, I know you're fucking there. I can't hear you breathe. Jesus, we're like, when he gets a bit older, I'm I'm just going to submit him for science experiments. I'm like, listen, this guy can can hear like a fucking bat. Do bats hear well? Or no, or is it sonar? Oh, yeah, yeah, they hear well because they can't see. They hear so well that they, like, they, they, they can bounce echoes off walls and, under, and be able to see, see in the dark. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah, they that's what I'm yeah, they can hear so well that they can see. That's like the the Daredevil character. You know from Marvel, the comic book thing? Daredevil's like that. He does a does like a sonar thing where he he hears sound bouncing off walls so he can basically form the structure of the city that lies before him in his mind. I think that's the case. I love that Marvel show. Hey, look at this. Unsolicited television review from Mark Bennett while he waits for his laundry. Oh, we're 31 minutes. That means my laundry is done because it took me a few minutes to get down here. And uh, there's probably somebody putting their grubby fucking hands on my go. The, the only thing is because it's the washing part, people don't like to go in and take wet clothes out of the washer and then put them on top. But listen, it happens. And for whatever reason, that'll, that, that just drives me nuts. You want to know why? Because I'm a responsible laundry person. You know, the most I'll ever go is like I'm about to do right now, 10, 15 minutes. That's the most ever. I'm almost always on time or early. And so the idea that the one time I'm going to be 10, 15 minutes late, somebody's putting their 
fucking germs all over my clothes. Oh, God. I'd punch him in the face, except my fist would go into dust. Or if it's a lady, I wouldn't punch a lady in the face. You know? Not that you shouldn't. You should treat everyone equally, right? I guess that that there therein lies a situation where you shouldn't treat people equally. You know what? Maybe you should. Maybe you should just go so far as to say never punch anyone in the face. That's probably the way to take it, officer. Right? But it's just, why is it? It is okay, though, I guess, for guys to get into a fight. If they agree, if two men agree to get into a fight and one punches the other in the face, then that's it, right? Uh, nothing, nothing happens at that point. Like, even if the other guy presses charges, can he do that if it's an agreed-upon fight? I'm not sure. Maybe. But I do know, even if a woman agrees to fight you and you punch her, I'm pretty sure you're going to jail. So in that sense, there's, there's no, it's not equal, right? I'm not saying it should be. I'm not saying, I, you know, don't punch people, guys. Any people. Any cisgendered or uncisgendered people, don't punch them. But yeah, I don't, I just, I don't want people touching my laundry. But I tell you, I will feel good. When I, when I get this laundry done, because I'll have the laundry done, I'll have the podcast done, and then I'll really enjoy a beer after a sense of accomplishment. And yes, I consider doing my laundry an accomplishment. I Things like laundry and haircuts, man, I fucking stresses me out. You know, And then, when I'm having this beer, I am going to try to block out the thought that I have to go to Argentina, because I don't know how you guys operate in life, but when I have a flight coming up, Especially something like this. Oh, Christ almighty, I just can't stop thinking about it, you know? But guys, I have the extra cortisol. You know, maybe that's my problem. I'm going to drink this calm tea. My wife has a tea called calm. And it's not like, you know, fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, Earl Grey or some shit. Like, it, it has, it's, it's a magnesium tea. Apparently, if you take magnesium, it, it can calm you down. I don't know if that... I don't know if it's going to work, but uh, I'm going to try some tonight. So to help me deal with the fact that I have a 15-hour flight coming up with a toddler. Like, we're, we're just, me and the wife are, like, writing checklists. Okay, so we got snacks. Which are the snacks that shut him up? Which are, what, what are the books that he needs? Okay, so we'll walk him around the aisle. Every, you know, we'll bring him up and down. Oh, and I also have to walk myself up and down the airplane because, as I told you a couple podcasts ago, while they can't figure out what's wrong with my bones, they did find out that I have a blood clotting disorder because why not? Fucking why not? Factor five. It doesn't mean I necessarily am going to get blood clots, but it means I have the gene that makes that a real possibility. So I got to wear compression socks. Jesus Christ, like like George Burns, like a fucking old, old man. Except he wouldn't wear compression socks. He fucking smoke a cigar and tell cancer to go fuck itself because he died. He was like 105. But I'll wear compression socks. Apparently, I also have to take baby aspirin, chew those during the flight. Because, you know, I'm a million. And I have to walk up and down the aisles. So I'm going to be walking up and down with a baby, walking up and down for myself. 
there with my compression socks. Oh, my God. I'm going to be a pariah on this fucking flight. Everyone's going to hate my guts. Maybe not, though. My buddy Ryan, who uh, was the guy who does the, uh, what are you fucking, jujitsu. I was talking to him on Saturday night, and uh, he has a couple of kids. And he said that, uh, you know, it was pretty good, actually. He walked up and down. He made some friends with some old ladies. You know, the flight attendants, they kind of got to know him. They thought his kid was super cute. So, you know, they gave him free booze and stuff. And uh, I said, ah, so, so maybe it'll be the best flight I've ever had. He said, oh, no, no, it'll be a disaster. Don't kid yourself. It's a fucking nightmare. And he said, but, you know, got a couple of free drinks out of it. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why flights bother me. It's just, it's the preparation. Do we have, do I have enough of my blue tidy whitey underwear? Do I have enough, uh, uh, do I, my shorts, my sandals, because we're going to, not Buenos Aires. Is it Buenos Aires? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to Buenos Aires in Argentina. And um, so it's going to be hot there. So I got to take some warm clothes. But you also got to take regular clothes because I'm coming from Canada and it's cold here. You know, and then and I got someone's got to take care of the cat. And that's my friend Daryl. And uh, it's just it's just all these checklists. And I can't stop. I can't stop cycling. I can't stop it. And that's why my doctors were saying I have the ADD, which is not a real disorder. I said for the millionth time. Maybe. All the people who are being diagnosed with ADHD, perhaps we should look into their cortisol levels, huh? How about that for a theory? Man, I should be running a world. And I'll tell you what else is, I don't think I'm going to be able to do a podcast next week. You know, we're going to, it'll be nine days of traveling. You know what? Maybe I could try it. What do you guys think? As if you can possibly answer me right now as I sit in my fucking car by myself. But maybe I'll uh, record one into my phone. See, that's the problem is, look, guys, I'm a perfectionist. As you can tell from this well-organized podcast, I like it when things sound good. You know, I bought an expensive microphone. I bought an expensive uh, gear, my Zoom, you know, and then I I put it up online. I I want it to as high uh, audio quality as possible, given within reason. I don't run a fucking radio station. Okay, but I want very high audio quality. So I'm not going to take this gear because I don't know if you traveled with a baby, but you got to bring a lot of fucking shit. You got to bring a lot of shit, including a baby. So there's no there's no extra room to be carrying podcast equipment. Plus, you know, do I really want to be yelling like this at uh, my wife's friend's house? Because I don't know these people. I'm just showing up like a crazy person. So um, maybe maybe if I get some time to myself, perhaps I will record a podcast into my iPhone and try to upload that. Maybe. That sounds exciting. But then that's probably the one podcast everybody will tune into. And then I'll be like, oh, the quality's terrible. And they'll never tune in again. You know? I don't know. All I do know is that I got to get the laundry now. It's, it's seriously driving me nuts. It is killing me. The thought that somebody's fucking around with my clothes. Man, I, I, I do need to meditate. Honest to Christ. And Medicaid. 
I don't give a shit. That should be my poster. Meditate and medicate. Get through the fucking day, bud. That's that's my inspirational poster. Now, I'll try to check in with you again from Argentina, you know? Maybe I'll, you know what? If Maybe I'll try to do a podcast on Wednesday to make up for it, and then you guys don't listen to that podcast until next week, and then you just keep your regular rhythm going. Maybe I'll do that. But if I don't do that, maybe I'll try to do the iPhone thing. Look, guys, I don't know. I'm all over the map. My cortisol's off the charts. Thanks so much for listening. This is Mark Joseph Bennett. I said shut up and good night.